0: How do I manage my money to live the life that I want to live? Let's talk about what you want. It begins with asking yourself, where are you going? If we know where we are today, we've got to figure out that destination that we want to move towards because money is going to influence how you get there. Welcome everybody to
1: Getting Money Right. I'm your host, Leo Sabo. With me, as always, is personal financial teacher and co-host, David Thompson. In this episode, we're going to discuss creating a financial plan for your
0: life. So we're going to start with a basic question. What does it mean to have a financial plan for your life? And I like to put together a little scenario where I'm going on a journey. I'm trying to plan out a long trip. And there's some things you've got to ask yourself if you're going to go on a journey. If you're going to plan a trip, you've got to start with five basic questions. The first being, where am I now? Uh, Where do I want to go? What do I have with me? What will I need? And how do I get there? So here's a question for you. How do I manage my money to live the life that I want to live? Let's talk about what you want. It begins with asking yourself, where are you going? If we know where we are today, and we're going to look at that in a moment, we've got to figure out that destination that we want to move towards because money is going to influence how you get there. We want to know the destination and then learn to manage the money well to get there. So here's a few basic thoughts. Do you want to spend more time with your family? Do you want to retire earlier? Uh, Do you want to change career fields? Do you want to be able to give your kids or grandkids a financial inheritance? How much would you like to leave them? Uh, Okay, so here's a thought. What about philanthropy? What about the things that you want to do maybe with your spare time in volunteering, in serving, maybe giving financially to causes that you care about? When Hurricane Harvey came through or Hurricane Irma, did you have a heart to serve those people and to send funds and resources? What about church and friends and family? Do you want to be able to afford the things that you've always desired? Uh, My wife loves to go on vacation. And so for the past three years, we've done week-long, all-inclusive vacations. And that's extremely important to us. It's one of the destinations that we want to plan for in our finances every year. So how are we gonna to manage to get there? But I'm just pointing out, to start the journey, you need to know where you are and where you go. So Leo, what are your, what are your thoughts?
1: I think wherever you wanna be, whatever you wanna do, however you wanna live your life, it won't happen by accident, right? I mean, it's, you got to plan for it. So that's the whole point of this episode is we have a plan for our lives, all of us do, right? We start with education. We we add training and experience and we take on sometimes crappy jobs to get to a place where <laughs> yeah. where we're like, okay, this is the life that I'm going for. So all of us have that desire and I think all of us plan for it, but is that plan written? Right. Is that plan somewhere written down or is it just a dream? Yeah. Right. So when we're talking about getting money right, it's about understanding that finances play such a crucial role in our life. And when we make our plan, we have to consider that finances is a big part of that. Right. So how do you get there? How do you move toward that kind of life that you really want to live? I think it starts with where you are right now, as you said, but also including in that is self-awareness. Are you living paycheck to paycheck? What is your situation right now? Uh, Do you feel like you're managing money well, or does it feel like money is actually managing you? What is your earning potential right now or in the future? Because if you have a dream to go somewhere, is your income or your future income able to get you there? So you have to consider all these things if you're thinking about it. Recently I had a conversation with a guy that lives in Houston, and he had been working for the oil and gas industry for many years. Well about 18 months ago, as oil prices started to drop, gas prices started to drop, he lost job among many, many people, a similar job like his, and he's a very unique position in, in what he does. Yeah. So it's, he's not very marketable. It's very hard for him to find work. He honestly told me, he says, over the last year plus, I hadn't even looked because I was hoping the market would turn around and I'd be able to do this. And you know, this type of setback can have a significant impact on your life. He's at a point where you know, money's running out. Yeah. He's running yeah. out of savings, which yeah. he's burned through. Th- thankfully, he, had somewhat, he was somewhat prepared for this. But now a year, you know, and six months later, that money's running out. So he has to think about, what do I do? Well, I'm sure this wasn't part of the plan, mm-hmm, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they, he didn't really say, okay, I know I'm going to be unemployed for X amount of months every so many years, so I'm going to set money aside for it. Now, thankfully, he set some money aside, but I'm sure he wasn't planning it was going to take this long. And he probably thought a few months I'll be back on the job. So you, when you're planning for your life, finances have to be part of that plan. And as you plan, you have to consider both The triumphs and the pitfalls and, you know, the road signs along the way that might prevent you from reaching that goal. So it's really important to to understand that and to make a plan for it. Some things you need to know are very basic things, like how much debt do you have right now? How much do you earn right now? How much are you spending? Do you really know or just think you know where your money's going? You and I have counseled many people over the years, and most of the time people are surprised how much money they spend in certain areas, right? Yep, I yep, mean, yep. everybody, I think, believes and knows kind of what their bills are, right? These are monthly things that come and a lot of those are exactly the same. So that's easy enough. But what about the other stuff? Eating out, you know, entertainment. You know, you plan for, well, you don't plan for a vacation but then you take a vacation. And <laughs> right, it's, right. it's several thousand dollars that you had not planned to, you know, you didn't have it to, to do it, but you do it anyway. So those are the kind of things you have to understand. So where are you right now? Be, you know, become self-aware of your current position just as the example you gave. You have to know where you are in order to know where you want to go, Yep, because it's important. You have to know your current position.
0: So I think that the next step to creating that financial plan, if you've kind of taken the time to write down where you are today, and and we encourage you to do that when you get home, if you're driving, uh, if you're out jogging as you're listening to this, or maybe you're listening to it while you're at home, take a pen out, write down, how much debt do I have? You know, where am I today in debt? Where am I today in earning? Write it down and begin tracking. But then as we look at where are we going, well when you're when you're typing into the GPS. Of course, it's going to automatically calculate where you are, but you've got to type in that location that you want to go to, and it's up to you to enter that destination. So where are you going? What is it that you want? Do you want to reach a certain lifestyle? And I've talked to people who, who uh, a lifestyle is extremely important to them. They want to look a certain way. They want to uh, drive a certain vehicle, live in a certain neighborhood. I've talked to other people who uh, a general lifestyle that looks a certain way isn't important to them. It's more important that they would spend time with family. Uh, sometimes people are not... Not all overly interested in owning a home because they know they're only going to stay in a city for a couple of years. And so they're really happy to rent. So I can't or we can't give you general advice on. Owning or renting until you've begun to answer some of these basic questions on what do you really want? Uh, do you want to be in the city you're in for the next ten years? Do you want to be there for five years? Begin to write down the answer to some of these questions.
1: Yeah, let me add something here, David. I think it's it's so important. We're asking a lot of questions and we're not giving a lot of answers. Sure. Yeah. You know, but in reality, we we can't answer that question for everybody. Mm-hmm. They need to answer that question for themselves. So you, the listener, have to take the questions that we just posed and really process through them. Think about the specifics of your situation. And then if you have a certain destination, maybe you've never actually verbalized what it is that you want. Yeah, You have a pretty good idea of it. You Maybe you've talked about it with your significant other or some friends or family, but you've never actually sat down and said, this is what I want. Yep. This is what it's going to look like. So that kind of leads us into the next step, which is it all starts with setting very specific Goals, right? Where you're going, a target of where you're going. So,
0: yeah, so the goal setting journey, it's not easy, but here's the beauty of once you've got these goals written down, you've got something that you can picture in your mind that you can run towards. It's absolutely incredible. If you write down your goals, you have a I think the percentage increase is like 70 or 80% higher increased chance of actually attaining those goals. And so you want to have that reward in your mind. Uh, I think that we're always motivated by two basic things. We're either moving away from pain and pain is causing us to want to move in a direction or we're moving towards a pleasure or a reward. And we're asking you to write down some of those goals when you get home. Just take a moment in your mind and think, I'm going to write something down that I really want and write it down to the point where you can can feel it with all five senses. Uh, I'm talking about you can you can visualize it in your mind. You could almost smell it. If you want to go on vacation, you can smell the coconut, you can smell the the sea salt mm-hmm. from the beach. Uh, maybe maybe you want to go skiing and you can se- smell the pine. But but envision this with all five sentences. What what are you hearing? What are you seeing? Uh, If you were able to reach out and grab it, what would that feel like? And if you will draw out that image in your mind, it causes you to reach. It causes you to stretch. And that stretch might be uncomfortable, but you're going to go so much further. So first and foremost, goals must be written down, uh, looked at, spoken, and rewritten. Now, this is something that's really important. I want you to take those goals and put them somewhere that you can see them every day. You're going to write them down, and maybe this is something that you can put on your bathroom mirror, I know that we've all used that trick uh, over the years, and so you may have old sticky notes on your bathroom mirror. Uh, maybe it's on your refrigerator. I had a friend that was paying off debt, and they put a giant thermometer-looking thing of how they were going to pay off that debt. And as they as they crossed certain thresholds, they would mark the box. Uh, I knew somebody else that they were. They had a $600 that on their phone, and they made it into $50 blocks. And every $50, they would mark one of those blocks off. Yeah,
1: it's very powerful visual. Yeah. Visuals are very powerful, because whatever journey you take, it's going to take some time to get there. Yep. But goals help to put not just the 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 image or the picture of what you're going toward, but it gives you the steps to get there. Right? Yeah. Because we know, especially if a journey is the journey to getting out of debt or whatever it is that you're trying to reach, if it takes many steps to get there, mm-hmm. well, what's the chance that you're not going to you know, be excited every day about it? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, the, the chance is huge. All of us start out, it's the new year resolution. It's that, <laughs> I'm going to do this. And then the next thing you know, it's like two weeks in, you're like, you can't muster even the emotion of caring. Right. Because right, right. you're so burned with everything else that's going on. So it has to be a priority. And again, we're talking about a life plan. So there's a lot into it. Mm-hmm. So we're not saying create a plan for the rest of your life, every detail from now to the day you die. Of course not. That's ridiculous. You can't really do that. <laughs> sure. I don't know anybody that could. And if you do, you probably have some problems. The issue there is more about, okay, let's tackle this one at a time. Yeah. I'm going to paint a picture of where I'm going yeah. and then take one step at a time and say, what do I focus on right now? And I I heard this example from Brian Tracy, who's you know I, I like I like his teaching everything that he does, but he he said every year set a specific goal. So maybe this year you want to increase your income. Let's say you want to increase your income by ten thousand dollars. Maybe that potential is available within your job. Maybe you can ask for a raise. Maybe you can take some side side job or volunteer in some way so that you can earn that ability to ask for that promotion. There's other ways. You can maybe increase your education. You could take a night class, learn something that will make you more marketable in your job or in your vocation. Maybe you can you know, do a side hustle. So many people do that. Yeah. I, love, I love the world we live in right now, mm-hmm. David, because there are so many things you could do literally from the comfort of your own house. Gosh, there's so many different opportunities there because the market is open. You literally have the ability to reach anybody across the world today. And doesn't matter what it is, we're all gifted in certain ways, but find something that you can do to increase your income or reach that goal. But you're not going to do it by thinking about it. You have to act, you have to put something in motion. So what Brian says is to set a specific goal and then to make a list. He actually said to make a list of 10 things so that every day you can look at that list and pick one thing every day that you can do to move closer to that goal, right? So my thought is, and something I heard from someone different was make that list 20 things. Mm, yeah. You know, add another thing, things. Here's why I think that's important. It's fairly easy to come up with about five things that you can do. When you get to about 10, it gets harder. But when you get to 15 or 20, it's really hard. But here's the thing. I think when you get to 15 or 20, you're really stretching yourself. And who knows, maybe that number 17 or number 20 is the very thing that's going to give you the most bang for your buck. And I tell people, make sure that you're thinking this all the way through, planning it all the way through. Give yourself every opportunity To reach your goal, don't limit yourself. Give yourself every opportunity. So it's important to to set goals and then be very specific and move toward them. That's the only way you're really going to reach them.
0: Yeah, when you've got when you've got the first ten things down, and then you stretch yourself by going to the next, writing down a full twenty different things you can do to reach that goal, it forces you to go outside of yourself, to go outside of the normal things you do. It forces you to maybe go to a friend and say, hey, I've got this goal. How do you think I could reach it? Mm-hmm. It forces you to expand your network, to expand um, the the direction that you're looking at. I think sometimes we look at, at, a, at an object or a goal in one way and, and think of just a water bottle. And if you're looking at it from one direction, you can see the label and you can see... The, the branding on it, but if you were to get behind it or underneath it, you would see a completely different perspective on it. And what Leo's asking you to do is stretch yourself by write down the first 10 things that come to mind on how you're going to accomplish that goal, but then stretch for the another 20 because of the next 10, because that's going to cause, it's going to force you to change your perspective. And that's a good thing.
1: I just want to make sure you understand it's not about doing all 20 things,
0: Right, right? This just gives you
1: the opportunities, right? 20 different things that you can do in order to increase and reach that goal whether it is that goal of setting maybe your income to to grow by 10,000 this year and if if you have those options and every day you can look at one thing and say okay today I'm going to learn something that's going to help me to be a better employee or reach that passion and career that I really want to move toward and and that's what that's the whole point is not that you can do all 20 but it gives you more options so that every day you can inch forward can move forward and some days will feel like you're not making any traction but as long as you're putting effort even if you're just learning right adding knowledge to you know especially financial knowledge yeah. will better prepare you to weather storms to do better and make better decisions in the future and to me and i think to everyone that's such a crucial thing because the more financially wise i am or mm-hmm. knowledgeable i am the more i'm going to be able to deal with setbacks and we all see them we yeah. all have them life is unpredictable no matter how good your budget or your plan is, you're going to have to be flexible and get through it. And the more equipped you are, the more equipped you are to deal with those problems and overcome yep. and succeed and continue to move
0: forward. And for any financial goal, there's one thing that I think you're probably going to need to put on your list. And that's just to, to every day listen to getting money right and just take some time to listen to the wisdom that comes. OK, so uh, there is one a little, thing, self-serving, a little but, self-serving, but, yeah. but you got to throw it in there sometimes. Uh, there's another thing that will absolutely kill your goal. And that is if you happen to be in a relationship, a significant relationship, you're married, and you choose to create the goal on your own, and you don't set the goal together. And if you're not walking together in unity, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. You're going to be really excited, really pumped up. But if you don't take the time to engage your spouse in this journey, then it's going to cause you to slow way down. Leo, have you had any experience in this?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, that reminds me, Last, uh, last episode, we talked about how you and Ashley started out Learning about finance before you actually said I do, you guys were still dating. Yeah, and and I think I remember commending you guys for being so wise for being young, but yet wise that you did that and that you understood this. You know, together is going to be better than apart. Yeah, and, and getting on the same page early on is going to mean so much more success and so much more happiness for both of you. And I think you've already experienced that. Well, I, I wish I could say <laughs> that's what I did, but um, so I'm I'm going to expose myself a little bit here, but I hope it'll. Help some of you. That's that's really the reason why I would humble myself and share the story. But when I started budgeting, it was strictly out of a sheer desire to fix a, a mess. Yeah. I mean, that's really, yeah. that was my motivation. I wasn't smart. I just needed to do something different because it wasn't working. So my answer was, I'm gonna create a budget mm-hmm. and we're going to do it. And I notice I said, I am going to create a budget <laughs> and we, meaning my wife and I, Natalie, are going to do it. And that's what I did. I created the budget. I didn't even tell her what I was doing. I just made the budget. And basically, like Moses coming down from the mountain, I said, we will thus live from now on, right? And she just took a look at the budget and laughed and walked away. And I thought, ah, she'll come around.
0: Right, of course. Okay,
1: so, <laughs> so I kid you not, this is a true, true story. My wife could back me up. Nine years later, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> nine years later, okay? nine years later, I am in a, of all things, a financial training class to become a financial counselor. Yeah. It's a 10-week course that I went through to become a financial counselor. In one of the weeks, uh, part of the homework was to take this questionnaire that was part of the curriculum, make a copy of it, answer the questions myself, and then give the other copy to my wife, and she would answer the questions, and then we would sit down together and discuss the answers. Yeah, Never done that before. So the questions were pretty basic, in fact, We're going to make these questions Mm. available to you guys. It'll be in the show notes, a link to the website so that you can download this thing because I think it's a useful, useful tool. So here's what I did. I answered the questions, gave a copy to my wife. I said, would you honestly answer these Mm. questions, right? I wanted her to be honest. And I remember it was a Saturday morning. We sat down for a couple hours and discussed these questions. And there were basic questions like, how am I managing money? Do you think I'm too frugal or am I too extravagant? Are we happy with... way we raise our children so it was very specific to not just finances but how finances were touching other areas and at the end of that two hours literally david for the first time i heard my wife express her own thoughts and desires for our life wow and i thought gosh we've been married now for like 13 years Mm -hmm. right and i'm like i'm finally hearing her share something that i always knew i knew that she had the same goals and same desires i do otherwise there would be Many, many problems with our marriage, but we were going in the same direction, but we had different ideas about what that was going to look like. Yeah. And for me, I just wanted to get there. Like, I was like, I'm going to win. I'm going to do this in half the time, right? Because I'm very driven yeah. I'm I'm very yeah. focused. And when I decide to do something, nobody's going to talk me out of it. And that's what I had done with money. I was like, I'm going to move so far away from the mess I had that I'm going to win this thing. Like, right. I'm going to make right. up for all the mistakes, sort of. And my wife said to me something that just struck me. You know, and and guys, I'm married up. There's no doubt about it. So here's what she said. She said, Leo, she says, I'm all for paying down debt. I'm all for reaching our financial goals. But I also want to have a life while we're doing it. She said, I don't want us to be at the end of our life or when our kids are, you know, married off and for them to not even know us. Mm -hmm. We have no memories because all we did is save money and, and skimped in everything. And for the first time, I realized, man, I didn't have to be that, you know, dogmatic about it, I could still have a life and still meet my goals. So there has to be balance. And that's why it's so important to do this together. Because, hey, listen, if you're the geek, the guy who loves spreadsheets and wants to do it, your wife is probably gonna be the free spirit that wants to also enjoy life. So you're gonna balance each other out. Mm -hmm. If, If you try to do this on your own, you're probably gonna run into some resistance. And after that meeting, literally after that meeting, my wife and I were on the same page. And we accomplished so much more yeah. after that than we did before. Um, one final note: she actually called our budget, which is a three, a black three-ring binder. It was a manual, you know, pen and paper kind of thing, and she would call it the evil black book because <laughs> she hated it. it was, <laughs> right, it was not something that she enjoyed because it wasn't hers. It was mine. Yeah, and. You know, She felt like it was, it was something that I wanted to do and I wasn't listening. And it, she was right. I wasn't listening. Yeah. So don't do that. Okay, That's an example of you guys not to do that. So if you're starting out or need to have that conversation, download this form. It'll be at uh, leosabo.com. It'll be in the show notes and uh, use it. I think it'll be a very helpful tool.
0: Yeah, I think that I've seen the pendulum swing in relationships where... Uh, one spouse will be working on the finances and the budget, and because they're not communicating, because they're not in unity, the other person will go out and do the opposite. Mm. And, and not intentionally to blow up the plan – but because they're not a part of the plan. They never bought into it. And since they never bought into it, they're not blowing it up. It doesn't exist. It's not (laughs) there. It's not even there. (laughs) They don't have anything to ruin. Exactly. And so now they're on the other side of this. And and, a few months down the road, hey, your plan didn't work. You're terrible at managing money. I'm going to take it over. And it switches. It switches hands from one spouse to the next. And now the other person's managing it. They create a plan. I've seen this happen. They create a plan. They're going to do it according to that role. And then the other spouse doesn't buy in. And then the other spouse, again, the one that was maybe the nerd in the first place, tanks it because they're not paying attention. They're not operating in unity, and this is this is a really tough spiral because I've seen this happen, and not not for you know a couple months at a time, but for years, where one person manages for years to the exclusion of the other person. Mm-hmm. And and even uh, jokes around it. It's like, oh well, what do I what do I earn? I earn fifty dollars a week. That's my allowance.
1: <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> it, I've heard that before.
0: And and I and I understand the humor in that joke, but it also makes me a little bit sad. Because it tells me that this person has not bought in and they're not in unity with their spouse. And sometimes it can just be a joke and that's fine. But but sometimes it is indicative of a bigger problem mm-hmm. and that unity is so, so valuable. I'll, I'll, I do a marriage and money class and um, in that class I'll say it's actually better if you go together in unity in the wrong direction yeah. Because then once you begin to feel the pain of those bad choices, you can together turn and go the right way. But let's say you go one direction and one person goes the other direction and one of you is right and one of you is wrong. Well, if you're going the right direction, but one person's not on board and, and, and something bad happens, even going the right direction, well, all of a sudden the blame game starts to get thrown out there and everybody is going to be upset. And it it's just a really tough deal. It's easier to change in unity than to even march the right direction if you're not going or if you're not in unity.
1: Yeah, that's, that's so, so true. Sometimes one person's more gifted. Meaning they yeah. just
0: like doing it more. Yeah. I know
1: that's that's the case in my own uh, situation. I like spreadsheets, I like numbers, I like you know to geek out on it. My wife doesn't. Yeah. Now, she's very responsible. She's a cooperative and wonderful partner with me in managing our finances and we're rowing in the same direction. And she can take over any time. Like if I told her, hey, I haven't updated the budget in the last week, would you go in there and do it? She'd absolutely do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. she can do it. She's fully knowledgeable. Everything that's going on has access to the budget on her phone, on our computers. Uh, we share a Dropbox yes, folder where yes. all, are, you know, so, so there's nothing hidden. Everything's together. But I own it, so to speak, because, you know, somebody has to lead it, but we can all do it. And I just want to emphasize that because a lot of people think, well, how do I work with the person that wants to do it? Like, how do I help them? Ultimately, it's, it's a very small thing. Yeah. Speaking from the person who does the budget, I didn't want a lot from my wife. I didn't expect a lot from her. What I wanted is for her to be on board and that once a week or so, we would have just a 10 second to one or two minute
0: mm.
1: time together That's to really say, neat. here's where we are. Yeah. Look at the numbers. Tell me if you have any questions. Right. Yeah. And later on, when we started using an app instead of pen and paper, it was easier to just say, hey, anytime you have any questions about what's going on or, you need to know how much is left in a certain category because you're going out to shop, it's available to you. Yeah. And I think that's very important. We'll talk more about tools and, and specifics, but, you know, the point I think is work together. Yes. Row in the same direction. Yes. And no matter where you go, you're going to be together. Yeah. And listen, there's ups and downs and you you might stumble along the way, but as long as you're together, right? Yeah. Actually, you know, God's word says that, you know, two are better than one, mm-hmm. right? Because when one falls, the other one's there to pick them up. Yeah. And two accomplish much more than one. So that's very important. And if you have somebody you love in your life, make them part of it yeah. and work together. You're going to accomplish so much more doing it together.
0: Leo, I've sat across the table on more than one occasion from a woman and in other cases, a man. And in both cases, their spouse had passed away and their spouse was the one that managed all the finances. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sitting across the table from this person and and they, they know nothing. They don't know where, they don't know where the money is. Actually, uh, just in the past couple of weeks, I um, was working with somebody who their husband passed away and their name wasn't even on the bank accounts. The spouse's name, the wife's name was not on the bank accounts. And so now they can't access the bank accounts to pay for the funeral, to deal with the end of life expenses. And it was heartbreaking. We were at the place where at the at the hospital. We were trying to find a a bank representative or uh, a mobile notary who would come out and allow him to sign documents to put her name onto the bank accounts. It was just a a total mess. And so we are imploring you. Uh, Both Leo and I have sat across from people one-on-one as they cry and they walk through for the first time seeing the finances because in 20 years or 30 years of marriage, they've not seen it. All right. Well, there's a little bit on unity and being in together on your finances. Let's talk about some really SMART goals. And you've probably heard this before. Uh, SMART is not something that we made up. SMART goals, uh, it stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. And you've probably seen it a few different ways, but I'm just gonna walk through the acronym a little bit, Um, specific. These are goals that you write down, if if you're trying to pay off debt, you write down the exact debt that you have. If you're trying to buy a house, you write down the area you wanna live in, the house size you wanna buy, uh, how many bedrooms, how many bath, and the price. Uh, So it's specific, it's measurable. This is something that you can actually measure how fast you're paying off that debt. Maybe you're putting something like $200 towards it, and you can see within, if it's $2,500 within 13 months or within potentially with interest maybe 15 or 16 months, this will be paid off. you can measure and track just like the lady who had the $600 phone and was tracking 50 bucks every time that she paid a little 50 bucks off. she was measuring it. Now it's attainable. These are things that are actually physically possible. so you know there's there's an idea out there that if I just, envision something in my mind, I'm definitely going to get it. I can put it on a poster and I can take pictures of, of a mansion and this super nice Lamborghini and I can put it on a poster and I can wish my way to that. I, I wish that were true. I've personally never seen that happen. What I have seen is people put smart goals down, specific, measurable, and attainable, And they attain that goal, and then they set another goal and go further. So I would say don't don't do the impossible goal first. Set that next step and then another step. And we'll talk about kind of the seasons of life in a minute. Relevant, something that you feel like is rewarding to you as you do this. It's relevant to your life. Knocking out debt may be really important in a certain season, a certain amount of savings, and then time bound, something that you can track. So smart, specific, measurable, attainable relevant, and time-bound. And you'll see this. You could literally Google smart goals, and it's the first thing that comes up. But I I just want to put that out there today. Take a moment to write down one of those goals.
1: Yeah, that's good. I think there's a big difference between saying, I want to get out of debt. Mm. Or you can say it this way. You can say, I will pay off my debt of $2,500 to Chase credit card by making a $200 or more per month. Yeah. For the next 32 months, so I can regain my freedom. Yes. And so I can have the hard-earned income that I had before that I'm now wasting on this credit card. Yeah. Because ultimately what I want is to be able to now save consistently for my kids' college education so they don't have to borrow to go to school. They can Mm -hmm. have a debt-free education. Yeah. See, what I just did there is I gave an example between I want to get out of debt, which sounds lame. Right. Right. Great. Who doesn't? (laughs) I said that, but then the specific one is, I want to pay this much to this credit card, this balance that's going to be paid down, and it's for these reasons. And if you don't do it that way, it just will not... Listen, you don't believe it enough, so how can you actually accomplish it? Yeah. Right? You just don't. And whatever you believe and whatever you're motivated to do it, you're going to do. Yeah. And if you don't have that motivation, you don't have the belief, then you've never actually even decided to get on the road to, to that. Yeah. You just made a decision... Eh, I'm not going to do anything about it. And just like you said, it's wishful thinking. Right. I, I love to dream. My wife and I dream all the time. Yeah. And there are times when we just dream and say, wouldn't it be nice if, but we stopped dreaming when we decided to do something, when something's important enough, we decided, okay, let's make a plan.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, right now, Leo, you and I are leading in a seven week workshop on finances and we just got through a debt lesson and I was talking to someone who in one of our financial forms that we use, we put together a debt snowball and we list out those debts, smallest to largest. And just in the act of listing the debts, just putting them down from smallest to largest, they could see their debts in place. They could see how long it was going to take to pay them off, paying the minimums, which they'd been doing. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if you have a piece of software and you can play with it and add an extra $100 or $200 towards that payment, see how much more quickly you're going to pay that off. And so the man that I was talking to, he said it would take me 120, I think it was 124 months to pay this debt off if he just kept going at the current rate. But if he could add $200 a month to it, it dropped the payment using that form, to just being able to pay it off in 34 months. Wow. So it went from over 10 years to less than three years. Now, does he need to find that extra $200 a month? Yes, but he's much more motivated now because he's seen all his debts. He knows he wants to get rid of them. He's got a specific measurable goal, and it's attainable. He can see it's no longer a 10-year, like I hope I get there one day. In three years, if my wife and I get on this plan, we can do this. And he left that workshop with hope, and it was exciting. And so that's what we're asking you to do, is we're asking you to write it down, because it'll give you hope. And there's probably some software and some tools that we'll continue to give you as we go through this podcast, because these are the things that we want to empower you to do. Absolutely. That's great. That's great.
1: I love those stories. I've had so I've seen so many of those myself in that workshop. And uh, it's exciting to see when the light bulb comes on and people see what they can do. I remember a lady actually said, I never thought I was going to get out of debt. And I'm going to be out of debt in less than three years. Yeah. Like she was (laughs) literally in tears. And I thought, yeah, I mean, it's it's a matter of doing the math and plugging the numbers in and you have a plan, but you have to do it. Right. All right. So we talked about where are you? All right, taking an assessment, where are you? Where do you want to go? This is all about creating a financial plan for your life. And the next thing that we want to talk about is how do you get there? Mm-hmm. Right? How do you get there? And this is probably the most important part that all of you want to know. It's certainly something that we want to go into deep. So we're going to touch on it. Right now, but then our next episode, we're going to dive into it a lot deeper because it's going to require a
0: little bit more time so that we're thorough. And we're going to talk through the seasons of the different stages of the plan. And so it's going to be a great next episode, but Leo, finish this one out for us. So
1: basically there are three stages to creating a financial plan. And we primarily talk about the budget. We touched on it today as being that foundation for your Financial plan. It's what I like to refer to as the foundation of your financial house. If you have a strong foundation, you can build anything on top of it, it will stand. So, when we talk about creating a financial plan, we talk about a monthly and a yearly plan. Monthly budget is what we're talking about. It's really a yearly budget that we manage monthly. Every dollar you earn is assigned to a category. So, there's intentionality about spending and setting ceilings to every single category so you know exactly what you have. And then you break it down into categories to make it easier to manage.
0: All right. So next time we're going to talk about how do you get there? We're going to break down the monthly plan a little bit further. We're going to talk about a yearly annual perspective on the plan and then your general life, seasons of life. So you could have a monthly and an annual plan But what's amazing is there are seasons of life, and you might not even realize which season you're in. And we're going to identify a few of those, some of the things that you'll be doing in each of those seasons, and then kind of the overall steps for your finances.
1: Yeah, what we're going to talk about is going to be very crucial to creating a financial plan for your life. So please join us next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it on iTunes so more people can find it. You can also subscribe to our podcast while you're there. And don't forget, you can also share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. We look forward to having you join us next time so that together we We can can keep keep getting getting money money right. right. So long, everybody. When we're talking about getting money right, it's about understanding that finances play such a crucial role in our life. And when we make our plan, we have to consider that finances is a big part of that.